Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming along today or for downloading the podcast. I'm really excited that you're here and really grateful you've taken the time to do that. Um, So what have I been doing over the last couple of weeks? Well, I'm in Brisbane, so Brisbane in Queensland, and there's no doubt about it, but this summer is going to be hot. So the last few days have been pretty warm, so we're getting up to 35 degrees already and we haven't even hit summer yet. So uh, the joys of living in in the tropics, that's for sure. So uh, otherwise, other than that, I've been on the road and out working with organisations and helping them to be able to build um, the personal brands of their leaders. I mean, they already have personal brands, whether they like it or not, but really tapping into uh, and leveraging the influence that they have as leaders to be able to attract great talent. So uh, I've been out building LinkedIn profiles and LinkedIn strategy for organisations and and really helping them to, you know, find talent because, you know, the old ways of attracting talent just don't work anymore. Like being able to put, you know, job ads on job sites and, and things like that. And that's like okay if it's in a if you're in if you're looking for talent pools that there's a large large range of them. But the challenge is is that we're in a globalized space. So particularly like in this case it's mining. So in their case, they're working in a global market. A lot of people outside of Australia don't know that some of the job sites exist that are here. And so we have to go over onto platforms and, and help them to know how do I reach out to these people? How do I find them? What do I say? So suddenly leaders are becoming far more relied upon around skills shortages to become recruiters and really tap into their networks. Um you know, even I remember reading a, a survey a few years ago that it was by Right Management Survey that said 40% of people who got their next job got it as a result of somebody that they know. And I think that's still true. And in the mining industry, you know, that's a, a different game altogether because the market is so tight. So uh, so that's been great. I love being able to really tap into the personal brands and leverage them because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you're going to be working for that leader anyway. So it's good if you kind of get to that person becomes the access point to the business. So very excited for the clients I'm working with at the moment. They're being really innovative and thinking differently to be able and creatively to come up with new ways of attracting and retaining great talent, which is cool. Um, other than that, this month, the big focus that I'm working on at the moment is the Women with Influence program, which I run. So this is for w- women who are experts in their field and building their personal brand. And I'm doing a roadshow at the moment. So uh, we'll kick off, kick off with Brisbane tomorrow night. We've got a full house in Brisbane tomorrow. I think we've got 17 people coming, which will be terrific. And uh, we've got Adelaide and Sydney coming up next week and then Melbourne the following week. So that'll wrap up this year for the Women with Influence uh, dinners. So I'll be the topic I'm going to be talking about is strategic networking. Because uh, I don't know if you find this, but I find when I'm working with people, and I was the same, like I said, I sort of had to work this out the hard way. It was just being able to put it into a into a model. But 
when I built the influencer indicator, I started off, you know, doing that work with people to be able to increase their leads. But it was really uh, from a leader's perspective and being able to have a real strategy behind building that network. So whether it was clients you're already working with, whether it was um, attracting new people into your world. And it also, it, it doesn't matter whether you're in bus- in your own business or whether you're in someone else's businesses, that was really key to being able to uh, increase uh, that uh, circle of people around you. So uh, the dinners are coming up. So if you're looking for those, we've got uh, Adelaide and Sydney are on on the, I think it's the 13th and 15th of November. And then we have Melbourne on the 22nd of November. And there, uh, and then we also have the Women with Influence program, which is uh, coming up to the Strategy Day. We have that coming up on the 30th of November, and I have three spots left. It's a mastermind essentially for 15 women. I've got 12 at the moment, so we have uh, three spots left for ready for 2019. And again, these are women who are building their personal brand, generally turning over a revenue of. Um, somewhere under 120,000 and aiming to double that in the next 12 months. And we meet every quarter. We have a strategy day. Uh, we do a strategy session when we start. There's, we have our Facebook group and, and communicate a lot. We have events and, and catch up together, which is really, really great. And I think a big part of you know being able to grow your personal branding business is finding your 15, like finding the 15 people who have are like a board of directors around you who can help you to make decisions in your best interest. So... Uh, so if you're interested in finding out more about that, then uh, and equally with the Women with Influence Dinners, the Women with Influence Dinners, if you go to Jane and- jane-anderson.com and then if you go to the events page, you'll see all the events coming up there. Anything that's coming up in the future will be there. And equally, if you're interested in joining us for the Women with Influence um, coaching program, group mastermind, uh, you can go to the Jane-Anderson website and then if you go under programs, you'll be able to see where it says uh, experts and under there, there's the Women with Influence program. So you're welcome to find out uh, everything there and happy for you to reach out to our team. I'm more than happy to have a chat with you to see if it's the right fit and if it's not, that's totally fine and I'll be honest and, and share with you. Uh, my my thoughts and if it's not the right fit too so it's not for everybody uh, but happy to have a chat with you about that so in order to get ready for today's uh, interview I want to share with you a little bit about who this lady is so Donna McGeorge I met Donna I think it must have been five years ago I think or four years ago um, so Donna and I have both been on faculty in Thought Leaders Business School and she's a productivity expert and I'm a personal branding expert but I spent five years as a productivity expert, a productivity consultant, working with a company called PEP Worldwide. PEP have um, their programs distributed uh, across the world. They've been around for a long time, 30 years and I think 30 countries. Um, so they've been around a really long time. And it was life-changing. It, I, it was like when I worked with them, I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever done. And so I've always had a really deep respect since doing that work on helping people Um, achieve their potential with their productivity it was something that I had to really learn because I wasn't very good at it and for those who work with me now know that I obsess over productivity a little bit Um, but Donna's a wonderful friend she's achieved a lot and I've supported her in her own business and her uh, business manager in implementing the expert to influencer 
program. We did some intensive work and, and we did the Expert to Influencer Coaching program, which I usually do with people who have a practice that is generally turning over 500000 plus. And because at that point they, they're starting to work out, okay, well, we're kind of busy, but now we need efficiency and we need to make sure it's sustainable to take us to the next stage. And a big part of that is also um, positioning. So positioning and productivity are the two big things that happen at that time. Um, so I worked with Donna and her team. And so when you go to look at Donna's site, you'll see um, the process and the system she has in place and uh, that she's uh, working on. But the big news for her is that she has written the book 25 Minute Meetings, which I just love this title because... Uh, when I was out working with people with their productivity, I just found that when I set their meetings to 25 minutes, it created real conscious choice. Like it created this conversation with people going, why should you go to a 25-minute meeting? Why is it 25? It's, oh, there's only like three minutes left. And it made people really aware of their time and, and it generated more conscious awareness of exactly how much time people had. And they got a lot more done. They moved through the meeting quicker. They got information quicker. Um, and companies were able to get a lot more uh, through a lot more in a day. I just found it made a massive difference. So I'm a huge fan of this book for Donna. I know the impact it's had um, shifting to 25 minutes, even working with my own clients and seeing that happen. Uh, and Donna is well and truly on track for building. Uh, she's already built a really powerful personal brand and, and it's just going from strength to strength. So I'm very excited to be able to share with, with share her with you <laughs> today, and uh, I Donna's been very generous in helping us to you know go under the bonnet a little bit in her practice. She's very open and has shared her journey. So I hope you enjoy listening to her thoughts and insights around building your personal brand as much as I have. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Have a fantastic rest of the week and make sure you stay tuned for the next interviews coming up on the podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. All right. So welcome to the Jane Anderson Brand You Show where we talk all things personal branding and because we believe that people buy from people and they buy from people who they know, who they like and who they trust, of course. So I'm super excited that you are here today because we have a very, very, very special guest, one of my wonderful friends and experts and thought leaders in part of my world and who I admire greatly. So our very special guest today is Donna McGeorge. She is a speaker, an author, and mentor, and she helps people make their work work. So she uses a practical, creative approach and she improves workplace effectiveness whilst challenging thinking on leadership, productivity, and virtual work. Donna is the author of, get this, five books. The most <laughs> recent is her book, The 25-Minute Meeting, Half the Time, Double the Impact, published by Wiley. Please welcome the amazing Donna McGeorge. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I feel like there should be a big applause there at that moment. There is. Like all the hordes are, are, are clapping and um, so it's like you're on stage. So I just imagine that we're doing that instead. Anyway. <laughs> so Donna, super excited that you are here today. You and I have been friends for some time and, and I, 
I'm always in awe of what you create and the people you work with, the results you get for people. And you're on this absolute trajectory of world domination of this mission <laughs> at the moment, which is around your, your positioning is around productivity. You uh, have got your new book, 25 Minute Meetings, that we're going to talk about. But one of the things we do on this show is we get to kind of go a little bit behind the scenes and understand a little bit about how experts like Donna build a personal brand like the Donna McGeorge personal brand. So Donna, tell us a bit about your practice, what you do, who you help and, and how your practice works. Sure. So I've been at this a while now. I've just realised I'm coming up on 20 years being yeah. in my own practice. An and, Sorry? An overnight success. Yeah, total overnight <laughs> success. And uh, how that's cut, you know, the thinking of 20 years has suddenly got me thinking, I think I need a sabbatical so because or some long service leave or something like that, so it's time for a break. Um, but I realise it's been um, quite, a, quite an interesting journey to get to where I am. So it started out, I thought, as a business where I was right. going to, you know, create a training business and have a bunch of trainers who work for me and we were going into organisations to train people, mostly in that area of personal productivity or personal skill, what sometimes people refer to as soft skills in organisations. Right. Um, and I didn't really like the business element of it. I quite like it being just the Donna McGeorge show. And I, I, I joke around a little bit that despite what I do with, with groups, I actually don't play nicely with others. So um, I much prefer the practice model, which is just all about me. So um, that's evolved over time. And I've dipped in and out of corporates. I've... Um, done a couple of assignments where I was closer to the client. So either working very closely for a long period of time or actually going into a, a client for a couple of years. So I've done that just to test my stuff and make sure I'm still relevant in there. Right. Um, but really, I would say my practice has, um, again, still not overnight, I would say over the past five years, um, I've put a concentrated effort into it to decide what is Donna McGeorge, what is my branding, what is my positioning, who, who do I help? And yes. so I've been very clear, despite being kind of, you know, I've tested a few things. I'm very clear that I'm about helping the fattest part of the org chart, which is largely where middle managers are, who are sandwiched between leaders and strategy and then the operational elements of their work. Right. Um, and I think that's my sweet spot in organisations. So yes. I, I work with them around and I'm absolutely passionate about saying, you know, you spend so much time at work. Yes. What are the things that stop it from being, a, a, you know, fun or engaging or whatever? And it's right. usually the simple things like meetings. Meetings. Is, hence this book. And so that's what I want to do is help those middle managers show up, play nicely and get the job done in effect. Right. And that part of the organisation, like you said, it's the fattest part and it, it, it's also, I don't know about you, but my experience is that they're, they're often the ones that are, are lost in amongst the professional development. You know, my background was a L&D manager and sorting out where budgets go to build certain programs. And, you know, sometimes they're not necessarily involved in the hypo type programs or, but they're just wanting to come to work, do a great job, get stuff done. And quite often that's often sometimes a bit missed in the budget um, or the, that we know that we need to do something, but we don't really know what to do. And so something like this, I know when I was working in productivity, like the concept of a 25-minute meeting is so empowering for somebody at that level in the organisation because it's something practical I can do 
as well as get results and I'm taking the lead without necessarily having to be on a high performance, big executive leadership growth program. Is that what you find? Yeah. But for me, that's, and that's exactly the, the angle when I wrote the book was I wanted to zero in on who are, I I didn't want it to be about, you know, you've got to change the culture of meetings or, you know, to make it big or whatever. I wanted to write it for, I'm a manager. um, I could be a new manager. I could even just, may not even have the title manager, just an employee who is struggling with the um, always the got to do more with less, right. um, which is what we're asking people all the time to do. Yes. Um, and, and what can I give them? What can I give them just to help them every day? So that was that. Was that. But, you know, you make an interesting point. I, I can't remember. I read something this just this week on social media or someone might have sent me an article on they are the most underdeveloped and underinvested from a learning right. and development perspective group. Right. Um, so they're given a little bit to help them. They're probably thrown performance management and feedback training right yes. before feedback's due on the annual people <laughs> cycle or whatever it is. Um, they might get a two-day leadership program. Tick, you've done that. Yes. And and it could be another 10 years before they're on, say, a hypo That's or something right. like that. So they, And in that 10 years, they can do a lot of damage or good, good. depending <laughs> on how the well they're developed. So I hear this is, I wanted this to be a book that could be, easily read and accessible and applied. Yeah, I, and I think you're certainly achieving that. I know that, you know, the concept of, of that 25-minute meeting kind of going, oh, hold on, my boss just sent me a meeting for 25 minutes. Is there something wrong with Outlook? <laughs> like, what is, this, what is this happening? Did you get this meeting? Why is it 25 minutes? So it kind of creates this consciousness of time doesn't it rather than the by default of the half hours and the hours yeah that's exactly it and so in this book i talked about we operate so much on default so even you know the 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 idea that i need there's three people that i need to ask for some information on so the default is i'll call a meeting um and i'll it'll be an hour in everyone's diary and so for me it's around well what if we just consciously first of all decide a do i need a meeting right we do could i just make three phone calls and get the information i need okay um if i do need a meeting does it have to be an hour what would happen if it was 25 minutes and there's some real science behind the 25 and it comes from francesco cirillo's work in the pomodoro method and those sort of things to of course you know to say that's a good period of time to focus um on and then if I do happen to have, and I don't recommend this, but if I had to have back-to-back meetings, at least I've got five minutes to get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, grab a bite to eat, or mentally prepare myself, yes. you know, move on from one meeting to the next. Yes. And so I would love to see, and you're right, that cu- that curiosity. There was a really interesting um, article when I was researching for that book, uh, for the book around mm-hmm. um, punctuality and right. how it's a bit of a problem in organisations. And one of the suggestions they said was, what if you created meetings that started at like one seventeen, yes. as opposed to one o'clock or one thirty or whatever so yes. and that creates again that oh why is it starting at one seventeen? yeah <laughs> just a different way and a non-default way of yeah. getting people to show up on time so yeah i love it i think you've you've just really tapped into something it's such a a narrow area like not only meetings but to go into 25 minute meetings when, when you look at your brand and positioning and then choosing this book that we've got category and then we go into the title, do you want to share a little bit about um, your journey in terms of like, like 
why didn't you just choose a book about productivity or why didn't you just choose a book about meetings? Mm -mm. It's interesting. So it's been a long time getting here. Um, I was chatting to someone recently who was saying, oh, you know, I'd love to be a thought leader or an expert and I'm waiting for the divine inspiration to hit me about what I'm an expert in. (laughs) And um, I laughed as well. And I said, I think you'll be waiting a long time because I don't (laughs) actually know anyone that was just sitting one day and suddenly got divine inspiration about what they wanted to do. It's more likely an evolution of thinking and ideas. And mine certainly has been that. And so I've dipped my toe into a number of places and and I, I, I suppose it takes a bit of you know, a bit of courage and persistence. Mm. Say, I'll try this. Does it work? No. Okay. Well then I'll try something else. But Mm. it's always been around what, for me, the overarching thing is making work work. Right. Um, Spend so much time there. And so when I started thinking about, I mean, to be, and to be honest to you and, and your listeners, when I wanted to do this book, I wanted it to be a Wiley book. I wanted to right. pitch it to a mainstream publisher. I wanted it to be on bookshelves across Australia. I specifically wanted it to be in airports. Right. And so I knew that it had to have an angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. There's, you know, when I go into the category of productivity, there are dozens of amazing people mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, most of us who are working on new productivity are still competing with the seven habits of highly effective people, which is still relevant in a great yes. book. And so it's a hard category to crack yes um and then it was through my relationship with um matt church that i first understood the idea of the really thin slice right and so if my larger category is making work work and then my slightly smaller is being around productivity for middle managers i'm not going after leadership development or grad development it's middle manager productivity right and then i thought about meetings Mm. and i thought what is it that would really make a difference because what do they always complain about they don't have enough time in the meetings are crap so what right. if I could halve their time and improve the value of the meetings? Boom, 25-minute meetings. Now, to some extent, it feels like that was a, oh, kind of moment. <laughs> it actually wasn't. It was, no. It was that kind of thing, like constantly thinking, yes. what's the angle, what's the slice, what's the problem I'm really trying to solve, or to your words, how do I really help people in a yes. place where there is real pain? Yeah, and we often talk about tapping into, you know, it's all about empathy. It's all about really understanding and paying attention. Like that's years of you listening, like listening to what are the constant, the repetitive things that you hear people say. And like whilst you said, yeah, it didn't have necessarily the the lightning bolt of you need to be doing 25-minute meetings. It's just years of experience I've now compressed <laughs> into yes. something that's commercially smart that you can put in front of people. Now I get exactly not only what Donna brings, but what makes her unique in a category yes. that's, that's um, a, a big category to be playing in. So I really I reckon love that. For, your, for, you, for, for the folks at home who are mm. listening in, um, I reckon that's one of the most intimidating things is when you, uh, when you operate in a category Mm. And then you go into a bookshop and you just see how many people are already in that yes. category. And, and it's how can you cut through that? So the yes. first thing is I want, I want to be super clear. My book is a productivity book and I get that I'm in that category or it's a management book and there's a gazillion of those. Yes. Um, and, and you may not always be able to come up with that cut through moment like 25 minute meetings but be okay to be in a category as well as yes. long as you're clear on your category that's right and so i i often say people you know of oh there's a gazillion leadership books that's okay 
then it's not your leadership book and it's not your angle and it's not your thing. Yes. So if you can get the cut through on the thin slice, that's great. So to, to give you an example, yes. I've got colleagues who are into coaching and right. of course that's a massive category. Mm. And then they think, oh, well, I'll narrow it and say, I'll, be a lead, I'll teach leaders how to coach. Cool. Right. That's another super large category. Yes. So what is it that you typically do? And one of them said, oh, I reckon I ask really great questions. And I said, then I think that's the thin slice, you know, yes. coaching questions for cut through or something. Yeah, nice. And that's, that's what I think. So when you're thinking about your stuff, be okay to be in a big category, right. just get narrow and narrow and narrow until you get your, that's, that's what I do. That's, that's different. Thing. I love that because it's so much more targeted, like in your copy, like if, if you look at how, uh, if you go onto Donna's, she's got Instagram and LinkedIn, like everything is so, nice and neat and consistent and the consistent because that that um aperture i suppose when you cut right down means the language is unique when you're articulating your value who you help um and so the more cut through that you get when people are, are trying to grasp the concept of is this relevant for me and then if they can see that relevance then they're more likely to to take the action so i love that wondering who might I have learned consistency in social media from I wonder <laughs> <laughs> because I have to say um since you know I don't I don't mean this to be the whole like oh thank thank god for Jane Anderson but quite frankly thank god for Jane Anderson because um it was it was that consistency of message and it's and it's funny because I have another product that I am playing with at the moment mm-hmm. called uh, Permission Granted, which came from a conversation with you um, a long time ago. Mm. And I was just about to launch it and start doing the social media on that. But I realised the messaging is quite different to 25-minute meetings and the audience is quite different to... It's same, same, but different yes. audience and a different message. And I've decided to shelve that for 12 months. Yeah, good. Because even though I think it's a great product and it's, and it's really cool and I might just soft you know, soft launch it. But right now, you're right, my, my social media is so clean across all platforms and the language is good and I'm getting the traction around it. Yes. I'd nearly be foolish oh, to totally. go, oh, everyone, I'm done with 25-minute meetings. Now I'm about, yes. you know. And I think sometimes that's a mistake we make. And this has been, it's been almost a year doing this. Yes. I probably started writing the book in November last year right. and talking about meetings. It's been a year to get to here. Yeah. And I don't think I'm even close yet. Um, yeah. To really leveraging this at this point. Yeah, I just think that's great. And we see so many who are, you know, I'll often have people who come to me who will say, oh, I need to make myself different because I'm in, I do leadership development. And there's every man and his dog is a leadership development expert or an executive coach. And they think that that's their mode of delivery is the problem. And it's not the mode mm-hmm. of delivery that's the problem. It's the category needs to be right because we need to understand what part of the budget you sit in in the L&D budget when we're paying for people like you. If you've got, you know, if you're an expert in basket weaving, it's probably not on on the shopping list to be able to buy you. So that category is important, but then chunking right down to what is it that you do differently. So I love that. And a big part, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's about being easy to buy. So yes. I'm super easy for organisations yeah. to buy. Oh, you do meetings. Our meetings suck. Can we buy you? Yes. But not only that, I've become, I I, I really underestimated um, the value of being easy to refer. Right. And so when you're in a category that says, I'm into leadership development, a thousand people go, me too. And all my mates, all my mates are in leadership development. Yes. 
And then I say, well, okay, and I do a bit of executive coaching. So do we. Why? So why would they refer me and they do that work themselves? Mm. But then when I say, look, I'm just all about making sure our meetings are right, they go, oh, I don't play in that space. Go right ahead. Right. And so now I'm getting all the referrals from a whole bunch of my colleagues who never did before. Not that we didn't, not that we competed against each other because we still used to refer work from time to time yeah, to each course. other. But seriously, I've now the meetings lady. And so yes. it's just so much easier for people to refer. And it's very easy for me to buy rather than this vague, nebulous, I'm a leadership person who helps people work better or I'm a coach that helps people get outcomes. Yet you and every other sucker. So it's it's about really being clear on you're right not not the mode the content the content and then we go into that uniqueness of you you know the what is the experience of being around donna mcgeorge what is the experience of being in donna mcgeorge's training room because now we're talking about a whole new new level of not just uniqueness on message but overlay that with the uniqueness of donna and bringing part of donna's personality and essence into who she is and you just had a sip of your cup of tea there. So, uh, and so I don't know if you've noticed, but if you have a look at uh, part of Donna's uh, branding, there's a part, quite often what we do is work with, with people to look at what are the parts of their life outside of work that make them unique, that make them a real person and a real human so that I can go, oh, I get her. She's kind of like me. And then I suddenly feel like, oh, great. Okay, now I feel understood. I feel like I can, that you're not this machine that just talks about meetings, that you actually have a life like me. And I go, yeah, I really do have that challenge around meetings. So quite often there's a part of what I look for, what is the human connection that that is part of your brand? And Donna, do you want to tell us a bit about your Teacup Chronicles? Tell us a bit about that. So, um, I, look, I, I kind of can't really remember how it started. I think I was, uh, mm. so I live in the country and I live in quite a picturesque environment yeah. and, and I wanted a way to share a little bit with my, probably more, more my personal social media uh, network around where I live and the beauty of it. And so I used to make a cup of tea and I'd take it onto my veranda and I'd sit it on the um, veranda ledge and I would just take a photo with whatever the background setting is. And so I have a lot of overseas people. So if we ever had kangaroos, for example, which we get frequently on our front area, okay. I'd take photos with kangaroos and I started to share it. And then it was, um, I don't know whether she's a listener or whether she might have been a guest, but it was the gorgeous Renee Jerusso oh, yes. who saw one of my pictures and said, I think I might have done three or four. And she said, I love your teacup chronicles. And from that moment, it took off. And so I would then do a post and do the hashtag teacup chronicles. And so then it started to be just cups of tea from wherever I was in the world because I was doing a fair bit of travel for a few years there. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, I don't mean to kind of make this like, oh, my God, I'm so amazing. But there was a time when I managed to get onto the Queen Mary 2 and do a crossing yes. from London to New York. Yeah. And I took a teacup crackle every day of the Atlantic <laughs> that Ocean. That was <laughs> and so I got a bit of a following around that and it's become... You know, back to your stuff, um, Jane, it's been the consistency of me doing that nearly every day. Right. Uh, Teacup Chronicle goes up from wherever I am. And, and I've started now doing a little bit of commentary around that. And it's now grown to be um, a physical thing where I host high teas and I yeah, have people wow. come to me and we have a physical cup of tea together right. as opposed to the virtual um, or the remote or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's become a thing. Yeah, and it's it's so good because, you know, we're doing a little bit of work around you know, 
one of the things that Michael Porter always says is you've got to have something to invite people to. And so as part of that business growth and lead generation into your business is, well, what can I invite people to? And whilst I can, yeah, maybe I can download a blog or I could listen to a podcast or I could buy Donna's book, but it's the experience of being around you that is different. And so whilst it could be, yeah, it could be, you know, you could do a dinner, you could do a lunch, you could do these things. But when you start to look at the essence of a brand like yours and a teacup chronicle, we're not just, we're not going to go and have dinner with Donna. That doesn't make sense because she does teacup chronicles. So now suddenly we have an element that creates a third dimension into your brand. That is, I get to go and have a cup of tea with, with Donna. And so now I feel like I'm part of an experience of Donna. I get to have um, not just learn stuff, but it's, you know, I love that Maya Angelou quote that's not just what people said, it's not what people did, but it's how you make them feel. And so that's what this sort of starts to create, doesn't it? So you've got these coming up soon. Is that right? Your high tea? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did one in Melbourne earlier this year and it was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got another one coming up in Melbourne um, on the 6th of December and and one in Sydney on the 16th of November, so that's in like week after next. We've got right. one Sydney, um, and you know, and it's lovely. It's exactly that, and, and it's not just it's not, it's this weird mix of it's not networking. It's yeah. not a, 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 me doing a seminar. It's just um, I'm kind of describing it like it's just a conversation, and so yes. we've got a theme, um, and we just sit around over a cup of tea and some really yummy cakes, yeah. um, and just chat about the theme. So the first one we did, of course, was meetings because it yes. coincided with the launch of the book. So we just talk about meetings, our experience of meetings, etc. Um, and the next one I'm doing is I've got the guest, uh, my guest is Mari Burgess, who's about to launch a book called Connecting Us. Right. And it's, a, again, right in the same kind of market that I'm in, a handbook for helping managers um, lead effective teams. Wow. Um, and, it's, and it's not, again, it's not, let's not change the culture. It's like, I'm a manager, I'm struggling with teams, what can you give me? And so right. fits right in and she's the perfect person. So we'll just have a conversation about teams. Yeah. That's, it's a simple that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's so on brand and for you and it makes perfect sense for me to come and hang out with you and have a cup of tea and then start to hear what others' experiences are, like how they're implementing some of these things in their organisations. So those attending, I'm guessing that they get to build their networks as well as have that experience of you as well as and go, oh, Wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought about doing yeah. it that way. So it's a mix of people like you, Jane, that might be running their own practice um, and will be a consultant and people who come from my network of um, internal clients, if you will, clients. Okay. Yeah, so it's a, it's, a, it's a real mix. That's fantastic. I think that's um, in the world of social media and, you know, just constantly doing, whether it's just webcasts, I think people sometimes have forgotten that we've kind of gone too far over into, into digital and now it's pulling back to say, well, have you got an interaction with people that's not just online and downloading a video or watching YouTube that I can physically go and meet this person? I can go and get a sense of if, if I trust this person, could I work with them before I commit to even doing anything? It's kind of like creating a that's tribe, really yeah? Funny. Like totally. And having been around for 20 years now, I was thinking recently about, because I've been around long enough doing this before social media was yes. the, the channel. When yes. I was started, social media was literally was, was Facebook and Twitter just commenting on stuff. It wasn't, right. no one thought about this as a way of positioning. Well, a very few people did, put it that way. 
Mm. And so, you know, how did I, how did I market my business in the first 10 years without <laughs> social media? And of course it was exactly that. Right. It was phone calls and meetings and, and experiencing me. And it still is. Yes. Um, and so whilst I think it's important to have positioning and branding and on all of that on social media, it will always come back to, as far as I'm concerned, um, having a meeting, having a physical experience, having a cuppa and yeah. a catch up Absolutely. and connecting physically. I, I, I'm still very much in that. Um, yeah. Of that ilk, if you will. Call me old fashioned. No, for B2B, especially, I say for B2C, then yeah, social media is kind of a bigger driver with Facebook ads and all that sort of stuff if you're going down that path for business to consumer. But in the B2B market, you got to get on the bloody phone. You got to go and get belly to belly, actually meet people face to face, have a conversation. Um, because there's nothing that you can, you can roll out content till the cows come home. But until you are able to actually connect at a human level, nothing will change and you won't be able to help them. You won't grow. The teacup chronicle thing has been a great entree. And not that I do many, in fact, I would not do any cold calls really, Mm. but to be able, because it's become a, connected to my brand to me to ring someone and say, Hey, it's been ages. It's time for a cuppa and a catch up. They go, Oh, yay. Can you take a teacup <laughs> chronicle with me? And so it makes it even easy to go back to yeah. ring my clients because they, they've, they're seeing that. So, yes. Yeah. They're used to it. That, that's just part of what you do. So we're up for a teacup chronicle. I love it. So, so for those listening, it would be cool to have a bit of a think about perhaps, I wonder what your teacup chronicle is. I wonder what your version of that is that gets you to come to life and it's another way of expressing yourself that people can can connect with you so so donna keen to um find out if people want to know more about where they can find out more about you if they want to buy your book um they want to start learning how to run even you know even in your own practice what i love about it is you know even does you don't have to be within an organization for those people who are listening these 25 minute meetings are just so powerful even in your own practice even if you even for yourself like just setting yourself own 25 minute meetings right i'm going to do 25 meetings on 25 minutes on a blog i'm going to do 25 minutes on that meeting with whether it's my va whatever it is um is that uh donna tell us where should we go to find more information and if we want to follow you and learn more about what you do sure so the obvious one is donnamcgeorge.com, um, which has my whole story on there and events that are coming up and stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a dedicated website, the 25minutemeeting.com right. website. So okay. The 25minutemeeting.com. Okay. 25 is the number. Um, and from there you can buy the book. Um, we've also got a resources section, free resources section, where you can get templates and things like that that are mentioned in the book to help you right. run your meetings. Um, there's obviously I'm on, I'm on across all social media, but on Facebook, we have a specialized 25 minute meeting group. So if you want to, oh, sorry, page. So if you go, you know, search in Facebook for the 25 minute meeting, you'll find it there. Mm -hmm. And of course it's available in all good bookshops. Uh, although, um, right at this point in time, I'm sold out and they're just doing a reprint at the moment, which is pretty exciting. So I've got some, um, stock. So if people want to order directly from me through the Donna McGeorge website, you can. Okay. Um, if you do it from anywhere else, um, they're waiting on a little bit of stock at the moment. So. Right. Fantastic. Yeah, 
Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and allowing us to go a bit in behind the scenes of, of your practice and how it works. So we're super excited for you about your book and, and the journey that it's going to mean for you in 2019 and, of course, for all the great clients that you work with. I know the power of this work. So, so congratulations on all your success and thanks again for joining us. Absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you.